This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. End up getting back here late. I got to do the first dance with the chosen, you know, first dance. Very deep shit tonight. Cool shit, very cool shit tonight. Very, very cool shit. Are you ready? Here we go. No, this is really deep. Okay. You have to hulk up. You know this is a cup? You have it? You don't have it? Yeah, no, he's bringing it. Okay. So it's on? Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's on. Okay. So we all know that we're in the month of Elo, right? Elo stands for, everyone knows, Elo stands for Anila Daidi Daidi Li. I'm to my loved one, and my loved one is to me. Um, also, Ishtari Eyo Matanus right? So, the Anila Daidi Daidi Li is Ben Adam Mamakaim, and Ishtari Eyo is Ben Adam So the first question is, opening question tonight is, Rosh Hashanah is a day of din, right? It's a day of judgment. So, why are we why are we starting with the Anila Daidi Daidi Li? That's that, that's you know it's maybe maybe more for Nisan or Adar. El is a time you know we talk about loved ones. It's a time of really what what do we do on Rosh Hashanah? Hamelech. We change everything to Hamelech. Everything becomes Hakel Hakadosh, Hamelech Hakadosh, Hamelech Hamishpat. Right? Hamelech is is is. Um, is, is what happens. So, Hamelech is awe. You're in awe of the king. The king is here. You're in awe. You're scared. It's not love. Love is a father, right? A father, a husband, and a wife. But but El is El is. It should be like should be awe of the king, right? So if it's awe of the king, what's the lashon? Anila daidi daidi li. I'm to my, you know, I'm to my loved one, and my loved one is to me. And the second question is. Um, Ishriyehu, right? So that's that's Purim. So it, it doesn't fit Purim. It doesn't fit in this month. This month is is awe, is din, is shayfer, is scared. The books are open. Am I going to live? Am I going to die? Am I going to be healthy? I'm not going to be healthy. Uh, money, no money. It, it, it's it's a very scary time, right? We cry. It's not, uh, you know. Um, it's not, you, you know, you, you, your anniversary. I love you. You love me. And it's time you. You're crying. You're scared. You're, you're nervous. You're you're repenting. It doesn't make sense that El that that's the words that we should choose to to you know to use for the word of El. Doesn't make sense. That's number one. And number two, um, what's what's Ishrael Matanas Lev It's very nice. You found somewhere in Purim that you found somewhere that the word El is. You know Matanas Lev What does that have to do with to do with El? So. It's very, very fascinating. It happens to be a shir by mostly by Rosh Pinkus, but it's very, very fascinating. So he says the following. He says, first of all, um, this is the B'nai Saska. This is not Rosh Pinkus. The B'nai Saska says that in Hashem's name of Adonus, Adonus is Ado. I don't can't say Hashem's name, but it's Adonus, the Master, right? Aleph Dalad. So that name has twelve letters. So you take the out, you take the aleph, right? The aleph um, is aleph lamid fe. You spell the word aleph, the word itself, aleph. It's aleph a three. Then the word dalit is dalit lamid um, tough, right? So that's six um, aleph dalid. I think it's Dalit that you get in there. There's four letters. There's Dalit. I'm not sure. Hey. Three, six, nine, eleven. Is there, I'm missing a spelling over here. Maybe. Maybe Aleph's with a Yud. No, Aleph is three. Dalit is three. Nun is three. Hey, I think it's Hey Yud Aleph, I believe. There's another. There's a Yud in here somewhere. Then I'm missing. Huh? I think Hey is Hey Yud Aleph. There's 12 letters in Hashem's name. And the B'nai Suska says that every letter represents a month. Right? 12 months, 12, 12 letters. So if you take the Aleph is Nisan, Lamed is Er, from the Aleph, start from the beginning. Aleph is, Aleph is Nisan, Lamed is Er, and the Fe, Nisan Er, Sivan. Dalid is Tammuz, and the B'nai Suska says, and Lamed is Av. So Tammuz and Av 
which is a dollar and a lamid, spelled dal. Dal is a poor, broken person. It's a dal, right? Dal the Evion, the poor, broken person. He says the, the month of, of, of what happened to us in Tammuz, right? Shabbat in Tammuz, three weeks, the nine days. So Klaistrel feels very broken, very tzabrachim. Three weeks and the nine days, even though now we have Siyumim and all these other things. And uh, what's the music um, that you'll uh, listen to? A cappella, so it's not so broken, but it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be three weeks and the three weeks and nine days is supposed to be pretty broken, right? So it's Dao. Those two is Dao. So when Saskha says, what's Elul is the tough. Right? From Hashem's name, Dalit. Dalit is Dalit Lama Tuf. So, so the tough is Elul. So he says that Elul adds a tuf to the Dalit and the Lamid, right? Which spells Delis. So when Esosha says Elul is the door, Delis is a door, to open the door, right? To get rid of, to change the Dao. You have to change the Dao, the poor broken person, to a Delis, to a door. This is a little Kabbalistic, of course. To the door to go into the next year. So the door to go from the pain of last year into the greatness of next year, in the door is Elul. Okay. He also says, Bnei Shashka says this, that if you take the last letters, we always take the first letters of Elul, right? If you take the last letters of Elul, so Ani Yud, Vidodi Yud, Vidodi Li, Vidodi Yud, and Li Yud. So all the letters in Ani Lidodi, Vidodi Li, all the last letters is a Yud. They're all Yuds. If you add up the four years, it gives you 40. Right? So, Mary says, there are 40 saw, 40 gallons, right, whatever saw is, there are 40 saw in a mikvah. 39 saw in a mikvah, you go into the mikvah, the mikvah does nothing for you. Right? There are 40 saw in a mikvah. This is what he says, Mary Suska, guys. He says, that every day, from the first day of Elul, until, until Yom Kippur, which is 40 days, you have to cry a little bit. One tear. So Hashem takes that one tear and He puts it into your mikvah. And on Yom Kippur, you cry the 40th tear. So that your neshama, this is like way beyond, right? So that your neshama and Yom Kippur can go be metire itself in the mikvah of your tears. That's pretty crazy. He says, Anila daidi daidi li. Every single last letter is a yud, which equals 40, that a person should cry every single one tear, at least, every single day of Elul, comes Yom Kippur, the 40th tear, they're taking the Shema, and they type it in, your 40th, in, in the 40 saw, 39 is not enough, in the 40 saw, and that's Metariyah, that's Metariyah, that's Menei Shaspa, Metariyah and the Shema. Now, let, let's, let's try to understand, um, let's try to understand what's going on over here on Rosh Hashanah. It's just very deep shit tonight. So, first of all, what, the question is, Elul is a love story. I love you, you love me, I love you first, then you love me. Right? This is not about love. Rosh Hashanah is about awe, sins, forgiveness, life, death, sickness, health. It's just love business. Heard a fantastic story, which I said over this week by Sheva Brachas. The story happens to be with Rosh Hashanah by Choy. I believe it's a Medrash. Maybe it's a Gemara, but I think it's a Medrash. And the story is that there was this couple that loved each other. This is a true story. It's brought down. And the, this couple really, really loved each other very, very much. I told by the Sherebrachas that the beginning of the story is not, is very not good for a Sherebrachas. Very bad for a Sherebrachas. The end of the story is very good for a Sherebrachas. So you got to always hear the end of the story. Which brings me to another story before I say this story. That one of my Talmudim reminded me of tonight. So, we made a surprise party for one of my students. Um, I think it was his 30th birthday, many years ago. And we called it for 8 o'clock. Now, this was, now I had to get my Talmud. We made a surprise party was in my house for his birthday, whatever, wherever it was. And I had to get him there, right? And I had to get him there at a certain time, so it would be a surprise. So the time we made up was 8 o'clock, Okay. How am I going to get him there? So I told him that there is a huge um, Baal Kabbalah that I was very close to, right? And Musafta, I called him Musafta. His name was Chacham Musafta, right? 
and Chacham Usafta is in my house, but I'm tell, but I have a little teeny slot for you. You have to be there at eight o'clock because he he's not he's he's Kaddish Kedushim and he doesn't see many people because you're my Talmud. You know, and he was married. You know, and, and you got to be there. If you're not going to be there at eight o'clock, you so we want to surprise him so everyone will be there. Anyway. It comes a quarter to eight, and I'm getting messages from everyone that's supposed to come to surprise him. That I'm late, I'm late, I got stuck. There's a thing on the Bell Park with this and that other thing. So I called his wife, and I said, listen, whatever you do, don't get him here before 8.30. No one's going to be here, right? So she went ahead, and she had to stall him. Meanwhile, he's thinking he's going to miss the chacham. So she's telling him, you know, um, I, 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 my hair's not good, I gotta do my makeup over again. He's screaming at her. Like, you know, I don't, I, I never, I never bother you for anything. I'm just asking you, my Rebbe called me, I'm just asking you for this one time, I need to meet this Makobo. Rebbe said he's gonna be gone if I'm not doing exactly eight o'clock. He's getting, she's like, I don't like my makeup, I don't like my dress, I have to change everything. He's screaming at her, he's criticizing her, he's yelling at her. He's telling her, you know, just cause you're Rebbe, she's, you know, she's telling him, just cause it's Rabbi Wallerstein, for, for me you would never do this, and he's going crazy, he's like, I, I never, I never asked you for anything, I never bother you. I go to shopping, I wait, I'm quiet, I'm asking one night to be ready at 8 o'clock. And meanwhile, it's all things a surprise, and he's making a fool out of himself to his wife, right? But he doesn't realize that. He's like, and he's screaming and he's yelling, and he's like, I can't believe it's 8.15, we missed the whole thing, I, I'm ashamed, I can't, I, I, I should have never married you. I, 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 no, I'm serious, one time I need to go out, you, you screw up the whole thing, for me. I, I can't believe it, He walks in at 8.30 to my house. Surprise! I realized that for the last half hour he was belittling and criticizing giving his wife a whole hard time and the whole thing was to make him a surprise she did it she wasn't really late she was really on time and the reason she did what she did was only because she loved him and the whole, the whole thing of the birthday party was a surprise there's no surprise the whole thing is worthless so the whole thing that he was doing the whole time what she was doing the whole time was not because I hate you or because I don't care about you and you don't think about me and I ask you one time for this and you don't care about me and you care about everything else and am I right? It was just the opposite in her head. He's screaming at her and she's thinking, I'm only doing this because I love you. I'm only doing this because I care about you. I want to surprise you. Meanwhile, he's screaming and yelling at her. And he walks in and surprises and says to me, by the way, where's Nimakobo? Is he really here? And I'm like, no, hello, we made it up. I'm like, you know, hello. So he told me, my Talmud, and he spoke two weeks ago in the five towns. He gave a shear for women. And he told him the story. And he knows more details than I know, but whatever, he told him the story. And he said, this is exactly our relationship with the Kush Baruch Hu. He said, the Kush Baruch Hu knows the parties there. Kush Baruch Hu knows what's good for you. But sometimes, he has to make you go through, right? You're like, I don't, why are you doing this to me, Hashem? Like, I was on my way, my car broke down, I, I, I wanted to go to this wedding, I got sick. Like, what are you doing? And meanwhile, Hashem's like, I'm only doing this because I love you. So he said, he said, he understands that now. Because the whole time, he was getting angry. He says, so many times we get angry at God, you didn't do this for me, you didn't do that for me. Meanwhile, Hashem's like, ah, I love you, the reason I'm doing this is because there's a surprise at the end, and I, and, the, and, I, and I can't do that for you. Or you need kapar on your averis, whatever it is, Right? But at the end, for the next world, I'm doing all this stuff for the next world. You know, you're screaming and yelling at me. You missed the whole point. You missed the whole picture. It's coming out of love. It's not coming out of hate. You're saying because I need this whole I need this whole relationship, and really, that's what that's where I'm going to get to. But yeah, you have to hear the share. It's, it's a it's a very interesting point. It's, it's a very interesting point. It's a very interesting point. And I can't imagine how she felt. He said, "You can imagine. I mean, a million times how Hashem feels. She feels like I love you, and you're yelling at me, but I can't tell you." Because it's a surprise. And, and every minute I don't tell you, you're yelling at me more. But I can't tell you, because it's a surprise. Because Baruch is the same way, you're yelling at me and you're upset at me, but I can't show it to you until after 120. I can't show it to you, I can't show you why I'm doing what I'm doing. And you keep yelling at me, and meanwhile the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because I love you. It's a very different story. It's a very different Marshall. A very different story, it's a true story. He reminded me, I was by a wedding tonight, he reminded me of the story tonight. And how he tied it in, it's really, really well. Anyway, listen to this beautiful story, sad but beautiful story of Shimbayachai. So there was this couple, the true story, and they loved each other really very much, but they could not have children. And it was 10 years, and the couple did not have children. And Allah in the Gemara says that if you don't have children, 
for 10 years you have to get divorced because it's usually one or the other it's either the woman's problem, health problem or it's the man's health problem so if you separate at least one of them you'll have children so, so that's how the halach is that you're supposed to get divorced after 10 years not having children so they came to Rishim and they said to him it's 10 years but Lamaisa we love each other very, very much we don't want to get divorced Rishim said but you have to have children one of you will be able to have children maybe both of you will be able to have children just together you can't have children so you have to get divorced but we'll set up the get for tomorrow but tonight I want you to make a su'udas preda. I want you to make a big party tonight. Divorce party. No, no one ever heard of such a thing. A divorce party, right? They're usually killing each other, right? Shemekha said, when you go home, take out your best food, put on your best clothing, the two of you should tonight make a big su'uda. Su'udas preda. The guy's thinking to himself, this is the most painful night of my life. I'm going to make a of Su'udah's prayer. Anyway, that's what Rishim Ha'ichai said. You do it, Rishim So, they go home. Now, in those days, if you got divorced, the halacha was that the husband keeps the house and everything, everything, and the woman takes her clothing, right, and her jewelry and her clothing, and she goes back, and she goes back to her father's house. And that's it. She goes to her father's house, he gets the house, and that's it. So, they're sitting by the table, these two, they're getting divorced the next day. You see him at the table, and the guy is drinking away. He's getting drunk. And he's already a little bit drunk. And he says to her, listen, we have no choice. Tomorrow's going to be like the worst day of our lives. We're going to have to get divorced. Um, I'm going to do something for you that that's not halakhically said to do. You, you're supposed to get your jewelry and your, and your clothing and go to your father's house. I give you permission to take from this house, any piece of furniture, anything that you want, the thing that you want the most from this house, you can take with you to your father, I'm not going to want it from you, I'm not going to want it back, there was, you know, art, whatever was in the house, take the best thing that you love, even though halakhically it's mine, I'm giving it to you because I love you. And he just keeps drinking, keeps drinking until he's out. He's out, he's fast asleep on his bed, his wife goes to the yeshiva. And she wakes up the boys and she tells the boys, listen, my husband's drunk. He's out. I want you to take him with the bed to my father's house. I want you to take him with the bed, it's a true story, to my father's house and put him in a room. Okay? Next morning the guy wakes up. He's not in his house. He's in his father-in-law's house. He gets up. He says to his wife, what are you... What are you doing? Rav Shemayi said, we have to get divorced today. What are you doing? You have to go to your father's house. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. She said, but you gave me your word. So when they gave me your word, you said that I could take from that. It's a true story. You could take, I could take from the house whatever is the most precious to me. You are the most precious to me. True story. Psh, crazy. Crazy story. He doesn't know what to do. He gave his word. So now he can't, he can't get divorced because he's in the house with her. He, doesn't know what to do. They go back to Rishim Ba'echai. Come back to Rishim Ba'echai. He says, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in Besden. He says, ah, I was drunk. I told my wife she could take the thing that she loved the most. She took me. I, th- I believe it's a madness. It could be to Gemara, but I think it's a madness. It says, Rishim Ba'echai sat, ubacha, ubacha, ubacha. He began to cry and to cry and to cry. And he finished crying. And he said to them, you don't need to get divorced. Next year, this time, you'll have a child. So before they left, they had a child. Before they left, that's Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Shimbaichai said, Such a love between human beings that the most precious thing to her was him. And we don't have that relationship with Hashem. He's not the most precious thing in our house. He said, I was to That human beings can have such a love and we don't have such a love for our Can you imagine if Hashem told if you, if you had to leave your house and, and you were allowed to take one thing? 
All right, I'll take my uh, my Gemara. You know, <laughs> you're going to take the most expensive thing, the car. You know, the Lexus in the front, whatever it is. Shemachet was tzuvachim. That's that's the level. That's the level. I don't know if it's on anymore. Talk. Yeah, it's on. Okay. That's the level of I need l'daydi l'daydi li. The level of our, of our relationship in the month of El. But the kasha is, why do you have to have a relationship? Why do I have to have such a relationship? I, I have to ask forgiveness. The Shabbat Magan, no, I sinned. I did this Havera. Had this Uhum Ram. I wasted my time with my phone. I wasted so much time, which is what you down the floor in Rosh Hashanah. Chaim, which is life. What is life? Life is time. So Hashem gives you all this time you're down for. And you're going to look how much time you're on your phone last year. I gave you a million hours, whatever a year is. I don't know what it is. And how much of that time was the guy on the phone? They have it upstairs. They have it. They connect to Verizon and, and Sprint. They have it. They push a button. Yeah. We gave him so many. 60% of the time we gave him was on the phone doing the wrong thing. So, so what's this love? Why, why do we need this, this month? What's, what's this, what's this whole love thing? So the answer is very deep and the answer is as follows. So what really happens on Rosh Hashanah? So, there's a, there's a whole story here in the Medrash is in my Tanakh I have, a, I have an old silver old Tanakh I got this from my Bar Mitzvah so I never learned the Navi with you I definitely never learned this Navi with you so there's a Navi called Nechemia okay Nechemia is after I think Zechariah uh, no Ezra so Nechemia in Navi this is the one time that it talks about Rosh Hashanah in Navi and you have to hear this. This is amazing. So this is the time of Nehemiah and Ezra when they came back after the 70 years. So they were in Golis Babel for 70 years. They came back to Eretz Yisrael. So it actually t- says that this happened on, on Rosh Hashanah. If you want to look it up, it's in Nehemiah, Ches, Pasik. Ooh, 73. Yep. Ayin Gimel. Okay. And all the Kahanim, Levim, and everybody, right? Um, when came back there to Israel. And it came the seventh month, right? Rosh Hashanah. Seventh month is Tishrei, right? So Ezra went ahead, Ezra and Nehemiah went ahead and gathered all the Jews. They had just come back now from Babel. They were totally assimilated, they had television and movies, they, they were, they, they didn't have, they didn't have yeshivas, they were really, they were more messed up than we are. Okay, they were, you'll see how messed up they were. So, and they gathered, as one, to the street Yushalayim, there was a gate called Shar Hamayim. And Nehemiah asked, Nehemiah Novi asked Ezra HaSafer to bring a Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah is Moshe. And Shetiva Hashem HaSafer, bring a Sefer Torah. Okay. They went looking for a Sefer Torah. Vayavi Ezra HaKainas HaTorah L'Fnei HaKohol. And Ezra brought the Torah in front of all the Jews. Mi'ishvat Isha. From man to woman. V'chol meivin l'shmoyev yom echad l'chaydash ha-shvi. And, um... And they, they brought it to everyone should be able, who understood on the first day of the seventh month. So this was done on Rosh Hashanah. So they took out the Sefer Torah on Rosh Hashanah. Christ had just come out of Golis. And they read in it. In front of, in the street. In front of Sharamayim. From sunrise until midday. They read it out loud in front of the men and the women and whoever understood. And Ezra got up on a stage. Migdal Eitz is a tower made out of wood. That they made for this occasion. And next to him stood Matisya, Shema, Anoya, Uria, Chilkia, Maseya, Al Yamino. On his right side stood all these, I think they were in the VM, I'm not sure. So he was surrounded by all of them. And Ezra opened up the Sefer Torah in front of everyone. 
Listen to this. So he opened it up. He because he was on this stage, so he was above everyone. When he opened it, everyone saw it. And Christ will all called out. Amen, amen. And they lifted their hands. And they bowed down with their faces to the ground. Okay? Now it brings out some other names. Yoshua, Uvani, Risheria, Yamin, Akro, Shapsai, all different names. Hodia, Masoya, Kalita, Azariah, Yezabad, Chanan, Palaya, Alviyam, Evinus, Amatara. All of them um, translated the Torah that was said so that everybody could understand it. And the people stood in their place. And they read the book of, a, of, a, of, a, of law. They read the law and caused them all to understand. Now, I want you to know that they have never, these people that were there, along with Farshim being down, had never seen a Sefer Torah. There were no Sefer Torah in Bobo. You hear what's going on here? These people had never seen a Sefer Torah. So this Sefer Torah was a very big moment for them. Today, Rosh Hashanah, it's a holy day. For Hashem your God. Now listen carefully for what Nechemia said. He was a Navi. Don't be upset. Don't be down. Right? Do not mourn. Do not cry. They haven't heard the word of Torah for 70 years. They began to cry. Everybody was crying. The whole place was crying. Everybody was doing tshuva. So I said, Torah didn't see Torah in so long. Ezra said to them, go home. Go home. Eat fat things. And drink sweet things. And send presents to people who have no money. Because today is holy for our master. And don't be depressed. Now listen very carefully because this is really important for us. For the joy of Hashem is your strength. Don't be broken, Rosh Hashanah. Don't be sad. Don't be crying. Don't be weeping. Go home. Party. What's going on over here? Listen carefully. But it didn't work. They still kept crying. So therefore, the Levian went around to all the people to make them quiet. Hasu means shh. Told them shh. Because today is very holy. And don't be depressed. Now, okay, one second. It's an oxymoron actually. Finally, after the Levian told them this, they all went home, to eat, to drink. They made a big party. Because they understood what was being told to them. What's going on over here? What do they understand all of a sudden? It took them three times to understand. And what's going on over here? Imagine you guys, all of us in this room, everyone's watching this year. We're going to go to shul, or Shoshana. The rabbi's going to get up before Tekiah Shaifa. He's going to say, Stop crying! Stop being depressed! Everybody go home! Eat! Drink! Be happy! There's no reason to cry! Don't be upset! You'd be like, is this a reform show? Like, what's up here? I'm not going back to this rabbi. There's something, something, he's crazy. There's something very wrong with him. What's going on over here? You're talking about a Navi! Christ is crying! They haven't seen the same Torah! They're doing tshuva! Finally, they're crying! He gets up and says, no! Don't cry. Why? Because today is holy. That's the reason yes to cry. That's why I shouldn't cry. He kaddish hayyai because today is holy. Today is holy. I should be in awe. I, sh- I, I, I should be crying. Right? I should be crying a lot. Just the opposite. You, and, and then they kept crying. They didn't listen to him. So he sends the Levium. And the Levium go to all of them and say, Shnoo, quiet. Stop crying. Go home. Eat a good piece of lamb chop. Have a good glass of wine. Go home. 
Do you know why you should go home? Do you know why you shouldn't cry? Because today is holy. And all of a sudden, they had some kind of crazy understanding. They understood something that I don't understand when I read this Navi. And went home. That Rosh Hashanah was a big party. So what's going on over here? Is this a din, a day of din? Or is this a day to party? Is this a day of awe? Or it's a day I need the daily, daily lead. It's a, lo- it's a, it's a, it's a day of love. So is this a day of love or a day of fear? So the answer is like this. The answer is very scary, by the way. The answer is like this. Every yantiv that we have, that day that we have that yantiv, the yantiv is recreated. Shuis is called Zaman Matam Teresenu. It's not the Zaman Matam Teresenu. Matam Teresenu was 3,000 years ago. Pesach, when you're by the Seder, you're supposed to put something on your shoulder and feel like you're in Mitzrayim. I'm not in Mitzrayim. They were in Mitzrayim 3,000 years ago. So, he speaks about a lot, about, a lot of Spalmists speak a lot about this. That, that, that the day of Purim, the day of Hanukkah, each time we have that Yantif, it's that, it's, it's we're celebrating now, not, not what happened. Because in a world of no time, Matan Torah wasn't 3,000 years ago. Matan Torah is the same second as past, present, and future. In a world of no time, Purim, the miracle of Haman, Purim is past, present, and future. It's the same, t- it's the same time. The miracle of Hanukkah, going out of Mitzrayim, circus, everything that we have is one moment. So it's, there was no, I was. So you're always, it's, it's a little hard to understand. It's, I, I love learning this. It's, it's like, you're always, every time Rosh Hashanah comes, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a Rosh Hashanah. You're never out of the Rosh Hashanah. Now what is Rosh Hashanah? Right? It's Machlaik, it's Rosh Hashanah is the day that you, the humans were created. Sixth day of, 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 of creation, the day we were created, or the day the world was created. Okay? So, if that's the case, that means that every Rosh Hashanah, the world's being recreated. And that's why, by the way, in Rosh Hashanah, you can't daven for, okay, I'm going to have a really good Rosh Hashanah, we're daven for the next five Hashem, give me five years of Chayim. Give me five years of Parnassah. Give me two years of life. Give me two years of Parnassah. No, we say in the sign of Taikev that every year it's like when the sheep comes by and is being counted. So Hashem only gives you one year. Why? Because the next Rosh Hashanah He can't give you because it's being recreated. He can't give you five years. He can only give you one year because next Rosh Hashanah is a new world being created. And in the new world... You have to be, you have to be recreated in that new world. So I can't give you a five year extension. Cause next year the world is destroyed and recreated on Rosh Hashanah. And if you, so you can only get one year at a time. That's why you can't die in five years, ten years, three years, four years, or a year and a half. One year. So it's being recreated. So now at this, so, so why was the world created? Why does Hashem create a world? Why does Hashem create the world? Who needs the world, right? So we know, Eilam Chesed Yabana. Hashem created the world for Chesed. Now, what does that mean for Chesed? Because, like Abraham, so, okay, so if you see someone that's poor, that's sitting on the street, and they're collecting tzedakah, that's pity. It's not Chesed, that's pity. When you become a shtick Chesed, like Abraham Avinu, right? So Abraham Avinu was a Baal Chesed. Baal means an owner of Chesed. What does that mean? Abraham Avinu, in other words, if they're Arabs and it's hot and they need food, I'm a Baal Chesed, come and eat. But if there's no Arabs, I don't have a need to do chesed. Not, no, no one needs me. When you're a Baal chesed, you need, you get sick if you can't do chesed. So Abraham Avinu was sick and Hashem said like, what, I, I, I put out the sun so that nobody would come so you could get better. He said, no, I'm sicker than my bris milah. I'm sicker that I can't do chesed. So Hashem created, said the malachim. A Baal chesed means, I, I'm, a, I'm a chesed junkie. I have to do chesed. If I can't do chesed, I, 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 I'm strangled. I'm, 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 I'm choking. So if Romavino had to do chesed, he was more sick. Not if I see a poor person, I'll help him. No, I need to see a poor person. I, I need to do chesed. I need to give. Like a mother needs to nurse. Right? A mother needs to nurse her child. Right? So a person who's about chesed needs to do chesed. So Akadosh Baruch Hu is this, it's very deep, is this creator, right, who he doesn't need anything, so he can't use really the need, but he wants to give chesed. And if he doesn't have any creation, and he doesn't have a world, 
he's sitting on his kifiyah kava, but there's no chesed. So he created a world, that's an oilam chesed, Yibana, the world was created for chesed. Now, that means that every year on Rosh Hashanah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is building a new world, right, to do chesed with the people, with, with his creation. That's why he's creating you. Now, number one problem with that is, if you're a kafri toiv, you don't appreciate the chesed, so why should, why should he reinvent you? Why should he give you another year in his world that's built on chesed? The opposite of chesed is a kafri toiv. So if you're a kafri toiv, which is the worst midah, so what, what am I, right, that's number one. Number two, listen, if I was good enough to be in this world now, so why are you judging me? In other, in other words, so, so why am I not good enough for next year? So the terrace is that it's like when you buy a house, and I can tell you, when you move, right? So you live in a house, and you have a couch, and it's missing a leg. So you put a Pepsi can underneath it, right? What am I going to go buy a new whole couch now, whatever it is. And then you have a bed that's there, you put it away, right? But when you move to a new house, you're not bringing that couch along without a leg. You're buying a new couch. So when everybody moves, you always know that the, the, it's not just the move. It costs you a lot of money, right? It's, it's the famous joke with the welcome mat. That you come to the house and you, you buy a welcome mat. Oh, but now the front door doesn't match in the welcome mat. So I gotta buy a new front door. Now the whole house doesn't match the door. So now I gotta redo the house. Now the outside is, is not modern and the inside is modern. So I gotta redo my kitchen. And this is what happens. It's called the welcome mat syndrome. So you end up spending two million dollars because you have to change the welcome mat. Because you have to change everything. That's the way it is, right? When you buy it. So your old furniture. Last year, your old furniture. So now, Hashem's building a new world. He's building a new world. Should Chai, should Maishi be in this world? Should he be in this world? He's old furniture. So you're right, a whole year I didn't get rid of you. Because it's the year. But now I'm building a new world. New world, you belong in a new world? I don't know. So what happens is, it's very fascinating. What happens on Rosh Hashanah is because Hashem is building a new world. And because of the chesed that he's pouring, because why, why, did, why, did, why did he build the world in the first place? For chesed, right? So on Rosh Hashanah, there's a billion trillion pounds of chesed coming into the world. Because that's what built the world, right? But at the same time that he does that chesed, there's a din. Because he built a new world. And he needs, and he, 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 do you belong in that new world? So I'm building a new world, I'm building a new house. Are you a piece of furniture that I want in my house? So if I would have left the old house, fine, stay there, I don't care. But now that every year he builds a new world, which is his chesed, because he, he built a world for chesed, at the same time his chesed is din, because the chesed is he's building a new world, the din is do you belong in it. So there's always a mixture of this chesed and this din. And this is represented by the shaifar, because the shaifar, shvarim, right, which is the three sounds, shvarim means broken. Shvarim means to be broken. So, the shvarim represents din. Person is broken. So his, his, his crutch is, ay, 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 three sounds. Seriously, it's what's brought down. Ay, 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 three sounds. It's a crutch. It's ay, 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 I'm broken. Right? Past broken is when a, if you ever hear a child cry hysterically, so when he stops crying, he can't catch his breath. And he goes, <laughs> that's true. True is nine of those sounds after hysterically crying. So the shvarim and the trua are din. Tekia is a long sound when the king comes into the room. It's not a broken sound. Tekia is da 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 da, right? Da da da. You know the king's here to announce. You know in the old days when they invited the dukes and they invite people into the so when the the, the couple would come into the palace chamber, they would say da da da. They would blow. And now, Mr. and Mrs. Arthur, uh, next, right? So the shaifer heralds Hashem. The shaifer is Rachman. The truer is chesed. So you will never find, it's beautiful, you will never find any of the broken kailas, shvarim and truer, unless it's sandwiched by two tekiahs. Tekiah, shvarim, truer, tekiah. Tekiah, shvarim, tekiah. Tekiah, truer, tekiah. You'll never have a broken sound unless in front of it is a tekiah and behind it's a tekiah. The chesed is always on both ends. The tzabrachin kite is in the middle. So in Kabbalah, there's a very Kabbalistic share I'm giving you. In Kabbalah, what we're saying is that the two ends is the chesed of Hashem building a new world. 
the shvarim chur in the middle, it's a brachim kite. The broken kite is, do I belong in this new building? How am I going to be chosen to be in this new world? Hashem made an adam, He made a chava. How do I compare? How do I get into? How do I get into that world? Right. So, so he brings down what was happening. What was happening um, over here in this? What was happening in this um, in Nehemiah? What was going on over here? What did they understand, and why did he tell them to go party? So there's a there's a Gemara. The Gemara says that after the destruction, uh, uh, there was a guy, I believe it was a Roman, who came to the base Hamikdash to see what they do, and he went into the base Hamikdash and he saw all the beautiful, uh, the, the, all the beautiful kalim and everything, and he was like, he never saw anything like that. And then he asked the Kahanim, "What's in that room? What's in that room?" The Kahanim said, "The wood." That we cut for the Mizbeach is in that room. He said, What do you do with that wood? So the Kahanim said, We take the wood, we put it on the Mizbeach, and we light it. And we bring Karbanas. Oh! The guy said, I knew it. Your whole, all you Jews, the whole thing is false. I thought that God sends down fire on the Mizbeach, right? And that's how the Mizbeach burns. Yeah, you're not connected at all. You, you have to, yeah, oh God, nothing. You have to light the fire. So the Kahanim said, no, we help Hashem. We were partners. We're partners. He sends fire. We, the fire net will always, it continued burning. And we're partners. So the guy said, partners? That's blasphemy. God doesn't need partners. So the Jewish said, the Gemara said that they said to him, you will never become a Jew. You will never understand our relationship with Hashem. What was going on in this Gemara? So Rosh Hashanah says, he says that he gave a shear, and he was talking about this Gemara, and that we, the Jewish nation, are partners in the Bria. We are partners in creation. Right? So this lady raised her hand, and she said, you're partners, a human being is partners with God? How could that be? She said, it sounds to me like you have a train, right? And it's pulling a hundred cars of freight. And you have the locomotive, right? The, 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 the locomotive is pulling all the cars. And a fly sees what's going on. And it lands on the locomotive and says, I think you need help. I'm going to help you. And he starts buzzing. Right? Does he have any effect whatsoever on pulling that train? Zero. So she said to Rav Shimshin, you're talking foolish. It's very nice what you're saying, but you're talking foolish. With a fly, God's the locomotive. He doesn't, you know, like... It's nice in theory, but it's not true. Not true. He said something nice and I'm sure all of you, all of you guys, have gone through this. He said that's true. Like this guy didn't understand it. That's true in a regular relationship. A fly, a locomotive, it's not going to help. It. He says. He says, but when he was a kid, so he was a little boy, and he, his father finished building the sukkah, sort of most of it, whatever. And he came to his father and he said, "Do you need help? I want to help you." His father didn't need him to help. He was five, six, seven years old, whatever it was. He said, "Sure." He took him to the woods, and he wanted, he said, "Let's put some. Let's take a branch and put schach on on the, on the sukkah." But Rav Shem was a little boy at the time; he couldn't lift it. So he, his father broke off a couple of twigs with leaves, and he put Rav Shem on his shoulder, and he said, "Put it on top of the sukkah. That'll be you know you'll help us with the schach." It was not needed. He put it on top of the bamboo. The bamboo was down already. Whatever it is, and he takes you know he puts it up there, and his father says, Rav Shem's father says, "Oh, now the sukkah is built." Now the sukkah is kosher. He calls his wife in. Shimshin put the schach on. We're done. And Shimshin was running around telling everyone he built the sukkah. He built the sukkah. He put a little branch on, whatever it is. So, so, so Shimshin said that when you have a, when you, when you have a relationship, when there's a relationship, right? So you want, even though you don't need your son, you want your son to be a partner, right? When you kid, when you, there are many women that, that, you know, their, their daughter, Cracks when they're little kids, you know, crack an egg to make the challah, and it's like, oh, that's Malki's challah. She put an egg in the challah. She's walking around, I make the challah, right? She put an egg in the challah because you love them, right? You make them feel good. My grand, my grandchildren come, my little teeny ones with these these, these paintings, which I cannot make out at all. It's a house with a mezuzah with a Torah that looks like a mujiga mujiga. I don't know what it is, and we hang, we hang it up. Where do you hang it up? On the refrigerator in the living room. Look what he painted. He's Michelangelo, Picasso, right? Kid walks around. You know, oh, my whole living room now looks beautiful. Until now, 
and Mama fits with the couch, and the kid walks around. I made the whole living room, right? Because that's the relationship, that's the love. Kaddish Baruch Hu, the bottom line is that without Klai Yisrael in the world, and without the Torah in the world, there'd be no world. So the truth is that every day that we put on our tulin, we say amen, and we do a mitzvah, and we make a bracha, we're partners. Yes, Hashem does not need us, but He has that relationship with us. And He wants us to feel that we are partners with Him and with whatever He does, because He's our tati, just like this father, right? It's not a locomotive, and, a, and a, you're right, a locomotive and a fly, there's no relationship, so the fly is not helping at all. But with a father and a son, or a mother and a daughter, or any type of relationship like that, the, you want the person to be a partner, even though they're not a partner, you don't need them, but you want them to feel like a partner. It's sort of like, you know, you, 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 so, there's a lot of weddings right now, so you have this guy, he's going out with this girl for three months, and they get engaged, and they're talking all the time on their phone, and they're talking and talking and talking and talking, and now it's the week before, you know, they're in the, and, the, and, and it's the week before the wedding, they can't even see each other, she's in her, by her mother, he's by his father, and then they get married, and he turns to her and he says, listen, um, this Shabbos, the first Shabbos, you go to your parents and I'll go to my parents. Forget about that marriage, right? Um, and she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, listen, your parents have food? Yeah, they have food. You have, you have air conditioning? You have air conditioning. You have a bed? You have a bed. My parents have food? Yeah. So I understand, a week ago, you slept by your parents, I slept by my parents. Everything was good. Now, we can't do this again. Like, hello, we were together, talking together. With, you know, we need a break. Forget about it. It's going to be a divorce. Why? Why? Because once they're together, they can't be separated. Otherwise, it's divorce. So you're right. I could get food, I could get that, but if I get food by my parents, and I get air conditioning, and I get a bed, I don't have you. Bottom line, I don't have you. Now I had you, I were married. I'm missing you. Hashem looks at us the same way. Once, once we got, we were the Torah, and Akash Bokhul got us, the world can't be without us. Could he, could the world go without us? Can the sun come out, and the moon come out, and the winds, and the water, and the rain, and the flowers, and the fruit? Of course! He can go to his parents, he can go to her parents, right? But once they were together, they can't be separated anymore. Once we became an Am, once we became connected to a Kishbaruch, we can't be separated anymore. So every single year, every single year, on Rosh Hashanah, there's a huge, huge chesed. Hashem is remaking His world. And to make His world, the world was made with chesed. Four chesed. So there's a lot of chesed going on on that day. But at the same time, I have to be in that world, and that's then because I don't deserve to be in this world. So we have a whole elo to work on that we should deserve. That on that day of creation, Hashem should say, "Chayim is all new furniture." How do you become new furniture? Says the Rambam. How do you become new furniture? Says the Rizal by doing tshuva. What does that Rizal say about tshuva, everyone? Tshuva is not the old person who was forgiven. The lashon that is used is. Beria Chadasha says the Zayar. You don't become the old guy who got rid of all my sins. You become a new creation. Because I'm Rosh Hashanah to be in this world. When Hashem is creating a new world, you have to be a new creation. So Hashem gives you 30 days to do tshuva, to become a Beria Chadasha, to become a new piece of furniture, a new life, a, a, new, a new painting in His house, in His world. And that's what He does on Rosh Hashanah, and if you don't do that, then you're old furniture, then even though it's a chesed day, it's a big chesed, you create a new world. You belong in that new world. I bought you a brand new car, the most expensive car, but if you're filthy and you're full of oil and stains and everything else, you can't sit in my car. So it's a, and in that car. So at the same time, I bought you something beautiful, I have so much chesed, but you can't go into that car like that. So if you don't clean up, I can't let you sit in my car. I bought you a new car, but you're, you're full of oil. You're gonna, you're gonna smell up the whole car. You're gonna ruin the whole car. So you gotta clean up. That's L. So that's why the tikkias are on the ends, and the shvarim is in the middle. Now, what happened by Nehemia? What happened by Nehemia was like this. Klaiswell just came out of Din. Klaiswell just came out of Golis. So Klaiswell was now on Rosh Hashanah. So Ezra said, the first Rosh Hashanah out of Golis, don't bring Din into the world. Don't cry. Don't bring the shvarim and the don't bring the shvarim and the trua. Bring the tekiah. Bring the chesed into the world. Being that we just came out of Gullus, it's enough din. 
Today, no crime. Today is not a day of crime. Today, go home and make simcha. And if you make simcha, right, then you're going to schlep the chesed down from the other world because it's a day of happiness. You're going to bring the chesed down. Then Klai Yisrael will be able to, to will be able to continue. So even though it was Rosh Hashanah and normally it's din the chesed, he only wanted chesed that first that first Rosh Hashanah. So he was like, stop the crying. I don't want the crying. Stop the crying. Go home and make simcha. If you're going to make simcha, you're going to bring home simcha. And therefore, everyone in this room, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, it says that Rosh Hashanah is a yantiv. And that's why the big kasha, the big question is, how could you, it says Rosh Hashanah, supposed to eat, right? A meal, and you're supposed to drink wine, you're supposed to eat a meal, and you're supposed to sit like, how could you do that? Imagine tomorrow, you're going in front of the, in front of the court here in New York, on a death sentence plea, right? A death sentence. And they're going to tell you if you're guilty, you're not guilty. You're going to go out tonight to, to, what is it called? Prime cut, whatever it's called over there. And sit there with your, what is it called? No, not prime cut. Reserve cut. You're going to go reserve cut with your guys. Sit down there, have a five course meal tomorrow morning. The court's going to come and you'll be, you'll be throwing up tonight. You'll be so scared. You'll be shaking. You'll be, you'll be out of your mind, right? So you're going to ask the Kasha, how could you say on Rosh Hashanah, you should sit and eat a whole meal with, with, with honey, apple and honey with, with a whole meal. Tomorrow is din. What are you doing? You're sitting there having a meal with meat and azoy, azoy, right? And it says, go home from shul, misameach, on Rosh Hashanah. Go home to your meal, misameach, happy. Misameach, tzabrachim. No, he's your father. He has rachamim. It's a day of chesed. you got to plug into the chesed also. On Rosh Hashanah, you have to plug into the chesed. And what's the biggest thing? We'll end with this. Right? What did Nehemiah say? What should you do on Rosh Hashanah? Go find poor people to give matanos. Why? Because if you give matanos, the mice says we don't deserve anything on Rosh Hashanah. Do we deserve anything? No. We want a matana. We want a present. Right? You want a present? You have to go meet the Kenegamida. If you give presents, if you give out presents, then you have a right to say, you can give me that I give out presents, so Kush will give me presents. So Nechem, you got up, he said, not only I want you to go home and eat, I want you to give my tonnois. I want you to schlep all the chesed in the next world to bring into this world. Because every single Rosh Hashanah, Kush Baruchu creates, creates a new world. And therefore, we'll end with a bracha. We'll end with a bracha. So, so yes, Shavar Metrua is din, but Tekiah is chesed and rachamim. We should all be zeicher, we should all be zeicher to hear the Tekiah Gedayla. said by the Tekiah Gedayla is the longest Tekiah, is the Tekiah heralding Mashiach, heralding the king. We should all be zeicher that a Kosh Shataka renew the world and renew Klai Yisrael and renew all of us. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.